in the beginning, God created the heavens and the, and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Genesis chapter 1. And uh, what happened? And God said, light be. Some of us think that the, the, the light that he said be was the sun or, you know, the light that we see. No. He released the light, which is Jesus, the light of the world, into this entire earth. And the glory of God overshadowed the entire place when he said, light be. That light was not, no one else but Yeshua, our Yahweh, our Lord God. And God kept on saying, God kept on saying, the angels who were standing over there didn't say like, how are you going to create the sun and the moon and all? Where's the matter? Where's the substance? Uh-uh. He spoke it into being. And are we not like our Father God? Are we not made in His image and likeness? And should we not be speaking it into being? That's why when you are not feeling too well and you have a... <coughs> what do you say? By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. The doctors will do their part, but you don't go to the doctors first. You believe first. And after you have believed, then you do your performance. We do our performance first, and then we try to figure out which scripture to go to to believe. Righteousness of Jesus operates from the righteousness by believing and not by doing. So there are two kinds of righteousness. And righteousness which is as per the law, which they had to perform every time they had to give an offering. They sinned. But you notice one thing? That offering only lasted for a short while until they sinned the next time. But thank God for Jesus that he went once for all into the holy of holies and he tore that veil so now we can come boldly before the throne of grace and seek his mercy and he will remember our sins no more just as the east is from he does not have any recall or any any account of any of our sins why? Because the Father constantly sees the perfect sacrifice of Jesus and the blood that is constantly cleansing us and cleansing us and cleansing us. And that is why we have to operate from that boldness of who we are in Christ. Jesus is our righteousness. And then you go down, and this is our, fa our famous verse at Word of Faith, right? He says, but what say it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, 10. And he says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Believe in thy... Believe in thy... Confess with thy righteousness by believing. And when you have believed, then you speak. 
For with the heart man believe it unto with the heart man believe it unto righteousness. And then when, you, when you're operating from Jesus, then you're dictating. And with the mouth confession is being made. Speaking is being called forth. Healings are being received. Prosperity is being received. Blessings are flowing all over the place in because now you're not operating on your own righteousness, but from the standpoint of Jesus' righteousness. And when you're operating from Jesus' righteousness, now you're releasing Jesus' blessings. Because Jesus is moving and operating in and from you. Amen? So there are two kinds of righteousness. Righteousness of the law and righteousness by faith. Now let's see a good example of this righteousness. Uh, I don't think 15 minutes. I'll give a quick one. Is, the, is the, the rich young ruler and then Zacchaeus. So the rich young ruler, uh, Luke chapter 18, verses 18 onwards, he says, a certain ruler asked him, saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? Ah, this guy is trying to throw a googly and try to spin, a, a spin one around Jesus. And Jesus is saying, why do you call me good? None is good, save one. That is God. Okay? And he says, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Uh, Luke chapter 18 verse 20. Okay. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth. Now he's talking, bragging on his performance. Hey, Jesus, all these I've kept from my youth. And that's, that's a good, good thing. Eh? He's kept quite a, quite a few of the big, the big ones. And when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute it to the poor and thou shalt have treasures in heaven and come follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. Jesus gave him the big one. Put the Lord your God first. All these other things, remember that verse in Matthew? Seek ye the kingdom of and his righteousness and all the things will follow you. On the other hand, you see Zacchaeus. So we saw the rich young ruler who was righteous under the law. Now let's see Zacchaeus who is righteous by faith. Luke chapter 19. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little in stature. And he ran before and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. Say, he looked up. 
You know, when Jesus looks at you, you know what happens? The lights go on. And conversion takes place. Transformation takes place. So, it's not about behavior modification that changes you. It's about your heart transformation. And so when he looked up, let's see what happened. Zacchaeus makes haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured saying that he was gone to the guest of a man who was a sinner. He must have been a tax collector. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Now, when Jesus looked at him, the first thing that took place was his heart got transformed. The lights went off. And now he fulfilled the law. What does it say under the Levitical law? Or if you can go to Exodus chapter 22, verse 1, he says, If a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and, listen to this, four sheep for a sheep. What did Zacchaeus said? I will restore fourfold. So for every sheep, that he must have stolen, he's giving back. So first, it, his heart needed to be transformed. And when he believed and his heart was transformed, he automatically performed the, the law. We go for behavior modification and trying to perform the law, and then we search out and try to get our hearts transformed. Uh, 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 uh. You got it backwards. What standpoint are you operating from? From a victorious standpoint, from a blessed standpoint, from a righteous, you are righteous. Nine minutes on the clock. Whoa. So righteousness is a gift, okay, that we have received. So therefore, there is no condemnation. Condemnation, what does it condemnation? Condemnation perpetuates the cycle of defeat, strife, envy, hurt, sorrow. Does Jesus want you all sorrowful? No. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and he says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, in the New American Standard Version, okay, they have not put the other part of that, which says, who walk not, for now, in, in verse 1, that is uh, chapter 8, verse, verse 1, he says, there is now, therefore, no condemnation for them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, in the New American Standard Version, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit is not put. Now, I believe in the original Greek, that, that particular verse is not there. And even if it were there, as I said, we operate from walking 
from the spirit and then we perform we do not perform what is according to the flesh because we are operating from the spirit and we do not do those things that are from the because we are not flesh or not carnal god made us spirit in his own likeness and image because god is a spirit john chapter 4 verse 24 so the next point is be convicted of righteousness not sin now in john chapter 6 verse 8 many a times we we use this this scripture and uh, we talk about the holy spirit and we say that the holy spirit is constantly convicting the believer of their sins i don't think so now you can you can look up for yourself and do your own self study but check out john chapter 16 verse 9 John chapter 16 verse 9 Let's see. Or let's read from verse 7. Nevertheless I tell you the truth it is expedient for for you that I go away for I go not away if I go not away the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you and when he is come he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment now verse 9 of sin because they believe not on me the only reason you go to hell is because you don't believe on jesus so now before we after we have believed in jesus we don't have to go to hell any more of righteousness because i go to my father and you see me no more now let's take an example of peter when peter was on earth peter messed up do you know all you guys know about peter everyone knows about peter now peter was in the wrong place at the wrong time why because jesus said the shepherd will be struck and the sheep will be what was peter doing over there he went contrary to what jesus had said contrary to the word of god so anyway he got himself into the mess and he denied jesus three times but then what happens in in luke i think uh, in luke chapter 22 verse 61 the lord jesus looked on peter when he looked on peter what took place on the inside of peter he was convicted not of his sin but he was convicted of his righteousness because Jesus was with him yes. now after Jesus rose and went up to heaven peter was not uh, jesus was not around right because now he seated in the right hand of the father peter still went on to mess up remember a number of times for example he didn't go to the gentiles he hung around only with the jews okay the the top brass he didn't want to go down to the gentiles so now who was convicting him of his righteousness the holy spirit and therefore the holy spirit has been given to us not to convict us of our sins 
but to constantly convict us of who we are and how righteous we are in Jesus. Why? Let's look at Paul, the Corinthian church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he talks about the carnality of the Corinthian church. There were divisions, there were schisms, there was strife, there was envy, there was all kinds of things going on, which I don't want to utter <laughs> from my lips. And, but what does Paul say to them? He doesn't keep pointing a finger and accusing them. He says, don't you know that you are the, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit is, of God dwells in you? Don't you know that you have the mind of Jesus Christ? Don't you know that you have the wisdom, the righteousness, and Jesus has become wisdom, righteousness, sanctification unto you? Don't you know you are a new creature in Christ? All things are gone away. All things have become new. What is Paul doing? He is convicting them of their righteousness, not their sin. Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is encouraging them and making them righteousness conscious, not sin conscious. Then we are established in righteousness. I don't think I'll be able to complete this, but a quick one. Isaiah chapter 54, I think, uh, verses uh, 14. He says, in righteousness we have been established. We shall be far from oppression and shall not fear. Who has established us in righteousness? It, and what does he end? He ends by saying, our righteousness is not of, it's not my righteousness, my righteousness is of God's. If you, if you read right down verse, uh, verse 17, I think, he says, no weapon that shall form the winds, we shall prosper. And here, this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the We have been established, not in our own righteousness, but in God's righteousness. And that is very key. Daniel, in chapter 9, verse 24, he says, and Jesus brought in everlasting righteousness. And I'm sure that really settles it. So be righteous conscious. We are told that when we receive Jesus, we have received the gift of Righteousness, we have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Now that receiving, that word is lambano, which implies a continuous receiving, as I said earlier. So what are you doing? You're making yourself consciousness of the very person of Jesus that you already have in you. And so we have to be constantly righteousness conscious. Everywhere we go. Not sin conscious, because we have ta been taken out from that prison and brought into his marvelous, glorious light. And therefore, we can walk like kings and priests. We can walk in the righteousness of God, in the peace of God, in the blessing of God, in the love of God, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and all of the saints.
because we are eternally righteous and God has made us righteous like himself. For Jesus and the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us forever. For he is our high priest. He is the author. He is the finisher of our faith. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always, even unto the end of this age.